Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to a, another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. It has been a while since we guys have been with you. It's been an even longer time since I've been here, so I've missed the last couple. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, and it is fantastic for you guys to be with us uh, listening today. Uh, if it's the first time that you have found us, welcome. We hope to entertain you guys for the next hour, hour and a half, or looking at the agenda we've got, I think it might be about two or three hours the way things going, knowing us. Uh, but again, of course, if you are returning for another listen, Thank you very much for your loyalty. We, You are a friend of the podcast. We love having you guys repeating visits to us, kind of interacting with us on Twitter, listening to the podcast. It's wonderful to have you back. And of course, I'm not alone. I am here with two members of the Jedi Council podcast. And as always, is my good buddy and my brother in the force, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. It's been a while, mate. It's been an absolute age. I uh, hope you're well. <laughs> and of course we have making up the, the, the trio for today uh, is the first lady of the Jedi Council we have Miss Mera Ranger say hello Mera hello Mera oh, it's been a while Mera hope you're well it has and I am and I hope you are too Alex yeah that was frightfully polite of me frightfully English of that introduction I think <laughs> it was lovely stepped up to the mic <laughs> But guys, you, <laughs> it's absolutely awesome having you guys uh, again. Uh, and listeners, you know, hopefully, we, like I said, we'll keep you guys entertained for the next hour, hour and a half, talking about everything uh, and anything Star Wars. We have got an absolutely jam-packed agenda uh, for you today. Uh, we are going to start off kicking off with the recent um, road trip, if you want to call it that, of certain members of the Jedi Council. Uh, we went to see a New Hope in concert, and we're going to touch on that in a minute. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a shout out to our competition winner, Mike. Uh, just realised this is officially the first time we've actually got around the mic since that competition. Uh, so a big thank you to Mike. We will touch on uh, how things were with you and everything we, we kind of got up to on that particular day as well. We then are going to jump into some news uh, in and around the, the, the Mandalorian TV show. In fact, I think we might as well just have a TV show section for news because there's a hell of a lot of stuff coming out about various different items. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. We're going to have a catch-up on Resistance. We are going to talk about a galaxy of adventures, uh, something new that dropped over the past few weeks. And then we're going to jump into some Episode 9 rumours, and then to round it all off, we're going to have a very quick discussion uh, about the Thrawn book that was recently announced. Very slightly, I'd like to add, by, uh, by, uh, by Del Rey there. Uh, I don't think that was coming. I don't think anybody knew that that particular release was going to come. I mean, I didn't, guys. I don't know about you. Nope. Nope. No. Well... So to kick off today's uh, podcast, yes, we are going to touch on the road trip. Uh, and what I mean by that was that uh, myself, Dave and Andy, we met up in London uh, we, for a weekend and we basically attended uh, a New Hope in concert. What that was, that was the London Symphony Orchestra uh, playing literally alongside a showing of A New Hope. Um, Dave, we were together for that particular weekend and that showing was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, what, what are your thoughts kind of? Uh, that particular show we'll talk about the whole weekend in a minute but the, the showing itself i mean it was mind-blowing right yeah it was it was wonderful it really was um just just to watch them play it live yeah, it makes you realize or made me realize just how intrinsically linked the sound the the the, the music is to the movie the, the mm. two you, you you can't do one without the other yeah Absolutely. I, I think in previous podcasts we've kind of touched on when it comes to the Star Wars kind of franchise, you know, you are 
you're the artist you know you look at the visuals in a hell of a lot of detail that that's your thing you are an artist yourself um and for me it's the music that kind of makes up i've heard it elsewhere as referred to as the oxygen um of star wars and i must admit i completely agree with that 100 percent. the music just kind of ebbs and flows so well uh within the movie and, and, and i don't know about you dave but the one thing that stood out for me the most as, as oddly as this might sound is when the music stops you know when you have the orchestra in front of you when they just stop playing all of a sudden they just stop and you're like oh why have they stopped playing the music and you start to look at the movie and you think well ah there's no particular music for this particular scene and it's really kind of strange the way you just see the orchestra just sitting around kind of reading their sheet music or even taking a peek up to the screen to see everything that's yeah. kind of going on up there it's, it's a really weird feeling but I think to your point, though, it does emphasise how intrinsic the music is because you notice it more when it isn't there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember glancing down a few times when the, the, the orchestra went quiet and, yeah, like you said, they were craning the next round and looking up at the screen. It was very good. Yeah, and, and I think I lost myself. Gone. No, I was, I was just going to say, the, um, the Royal Albert Hall, which is, is where it was done, is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. So it felt a lot more... Um, cozy, let's say intimate. Yes, I might. I say small. I might. It seats about what was it, about five thousand people, doesn't it? Something like that. But because of the way it's built, it's almost like a, a Roman amphitheatre in that you've got the seats rising quite steeply above each other. So it's not that. It's it's not like a stadium which is spaced out. If that makes sense, it's it's quite a compact location. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the to your point, it is like that Roman amphitheatre, you know, the Royal Albert Hall doesn't just host music, you know, every so often it will host indoor tennis tournaments. I've seen things played over there before where they completely clear out the floor and have like a tennis tournament. So that kind of gives you the, the, the an idea of the size for the, for the listeners that haven't actually been to, to, to the Royal Albert Hall. And um, the thing that I love the most is that obviously the screen is obviously at one end and you've got the orchestra underneath it. But where we had seats, and we had really good seats, thank you, Dave, to, to obviously booking them. You picked some absolutely blinding seats. And the way that we were seated, you could actually get a good view of how people were watching the movie as well. Um, I don't know if you did any people watching. I did randomly. Um, but you kind of see people's reactions to certain parts of the movies. I mean, for me, anyway, this was the first time I'd ever seen A New Hope in the cinema, um, which sounds bizarre because, you know, it's the 40th anniversary uh, this year. Uh, last year sorry uh, so the film was 41 years old i've been a fan of star wars since i was born you know 37 years ago uh, and i've never seen a new hope in the cinema up until this particular show and now i know i'm surrounded by you two who are incredibly lucky to have seen it as youngsters and you know to have had that particular visit as a, as a kid but for me this was the first time i'd seen it and i was kind of completely blown away kind of shone a light for me anyway on how the film is, the, the importance of the film. You know, this is where it all began. Let, let, let's, let's get to the crux of it. And seeing that particular film with that amazing orchestra, who were, while these aren't the individuals that did the music, they were the original orchestra that did the, did the film music for the movie. And for me, it was just like the perfect package. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And of course, uh, we were very fortunate enough to be joined by our competition winner, Mike. So... Obviously, way back in October, I think it was, uh, we had a competition for you listeners to kind of be lucky or unfortunate, depending on your point of view, <laughs> to join us Jedi Council members uh, to attend this particular showing of 
of a new Hope in concert, uh, and the winner was obviously Mike. Mike then met Dave and I um, at Forbidden Planet in London. We had a bit of a geek out session, um, and then we headed across to, to a Royal Albert Hall to actually see the show. Uh, and Mike hung up, hung up with us uh, for the rest of the day. Um, Mike, it was wonderful to meet you. Uh, thank you very much for a taking the time to enter the competition. B, to join us, and then C, to kind of follow up with a bit of a review. So for you listeners, uh, we're actually going to have a special microcast um, after this particular show where Mike has given us his thoughts, his feelings about the day, a bit of a running order as well to a certain extent. He literally goes from the from the beginning all the way through to the end of the day, how he spent some time with us, his thoughts on the show. Uh, and we're going to release that in a special um microcast after this particular show as we originally asked him for five minutes but he actually gave us half an hour so we're dedicating the whole show to you mike uh so again thank you very much for for kind of joining us dave any thoughts from you about that particular day for from mike as well oh it was a really good day all right we like i said we we both stayed in london the night before anyway so we were already in london and um we been out the night before for a beer or two um and then we yeah yeah um and then we met up with mike at forbidden planet and we had a, a little bit of a spending tree. well well i don't know if you did actually i think you, you yeah yeah I, I i was yeah but i was aware that i was off to i just got back from florida um True. so <laughs> so some of my spending was done stateside uh but i know i did pick up um I did pick up a Black Series figure, and I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> um, which one did you pick up? Never mind. For the benefit of the listeners, I bought a Black Series figure. <laughs> uh, I've got loads of boys in there. Kind of blurring into one. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. That, exactly. That's <laughs> shocking. That it's blurring into one. Alex, I picked up Darth Raven. <laughs> Yes. yes. There you go. I knew nice. I picked up somebody. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was I was rather happy with that. Yes. I'm uh, Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's quite shocking that they're all blurring into one. Alex, now is the time to stop collecting. No, now is the time for me to do what you have done, mate, and actually get an Excel document and make a whole list of all the items that I've got. I think that's what I need to do. In fact, in fact, can I hire your services, mate? Can you come in and do it for me? <laughs> uh, we're, sorry, without interrupting you, keep sorry. mine up to date. Never mind doing yours. <laughs> oh, well, I brilliant. Have um, I'm available. <laughs> we'll fly you over, Mira. There you go. Wonderful. All right. I'll be there. <laughs> Dave, you was mid-flow there talking about our day, and apologies for jumping in there randomly. Go on. No, it's fine. We're trying to figure out what you bought. Um, I like this to the blooper uh, room. Yeah. So I, I, I picked up a couple. Um, I got a Tarkin Black Series. Um, Ad, is it Admiral Piet? Admiral Pete, yeah. Pete, yeah. yeah. Um, who is... I might Tarkin, to be fair, is the... the quality on Tarkin's face is just phenomenal but the Pier one's a good one you can swap him from being uniformed to being armoured which is quite nice um, I then got a Beckett and Chewy from Solo the Chewy's phenomenal, massive compared yeah. to the figures um, and the last one was the Patrol Trooper from uh, Solo 
So I'm adding to my troops. Oh, it was a range troop, was that? No, no, I've already got the range trooper. Um, oh, cool. I got the range trooper, I think, before the movie came out. You know, when, when it was first released and there was all the, the, the clips of the movie, I think mm. there was the clip of them on the train was one of the, yeah. the bits of the trailer. And I think I fell in love with him then and, and got one as soon as I saw it. Um, but no, it was the patrol trooper, you know, the, the guy on the bike. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You've got a thing for speeder bikes as well. I do have a Yeah, they need to release the speeder bike mm. version of the Black Series. That would be awesome, because you've got the original speeder bike trooper as well, haven't you, and the scout trooper from Return of the Jedi? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got the scout yeah. trooper from Return, and I've also got the shadow trooper. Uh, the shadow scout trooper. On the oh, bike. the pair. The, yeah, we both got them from Andy. Thank you for that, Andy. Um, we got the pair because they were Target exclusives, weren't they? Um, and we managed to get our hands on a pair of them each, which was very good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two of my favourites as well, must admit. Yeah, really nice. Really nice figures. Um, so I think that was it. And then, <laughs> then we went to the actual event, um, met up with Andy along the way, um, and also another friend of ours who was, uh, when we put the tickets back in February now. Um, yeah, February, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the anticipation had been building over the last nine months. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to the final friend, a, a guy called Scott, also joined us. Um, then we went into the venue, um, got T-shirts, programs. Um, I think Andy got a gift bag thing, didn't he? Yeah, he got the kind of set wasn't it where i think it was t-shirt program he then got yeah. a, was it like a badge and a pin or something like that wasn't it and a, and a tote bag yeah tote bag yeah because i i was looking at that but i didn't like the t-shirt that got that came with it so i did pick up a t-shirt and i picked up the program yeah that was, that was exactly the same for me um and then mike picked up the the lp set didn't he yeah, the music. Um, it's like a four CD collection, wasn't it, or something like that? Was it CD? I thought it was record. No, it was records, wasn't it? The size of the box. Mike talks about this on the podcast, listeners. So if you actually want to find out what he's bought, <laughs> take a listen to his podcast. This yes. is going swimmingly after 15 minutes, isn't it? <laughs> you can tell we're out of practice. We can tell I'm out of practice, isn't it? It was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> and then we saw the show and had an absolutely brilliant time watching it. Yes, and then they went for a few drinks afterwards and something to eat. Yeah, it was a very good day. Lots of Star Wars talk, obviously, uh, both before, during, and after. To be fair, um, so yeah, we had we had a really good time. And again, Mike, thank you for your participation in the competition, and also obviously then the day as well. And also thank you to the other participants in the competition. Uh, I'm sure we'll do another competition in the near future. So if you haven't won this time, you know, always jump in next time for the next particular competition, wherever that may be. Definitely, definitely. Um, there was one last thing. We had a bet between Alex and myself as to, because the film itself is two hours long, and we thought there's no way that the orchestra is going to play for two hours solid. They're going to have to take a break partway through. So we're trying to figure out exactly where the break would be in the movie. Um, and Alex was correct. Um, I took a guess that it would be the point where 
the Millennium Falcon jumps to hyperspace when it escapes from Tatooine. Um, I thought at that point there was some type of break in the music, so that was my choice. But Alex won, and, and what did you say, Alex? So I chose when the Millennium Falcon was caught in the Death Star's tractor beam and sucked on. So this was obviously as that particular point in time as the Millennium Falcon landed um, at on the Death Star. Uh, that's what I chose because I thought that was quite a good break in the film, more so from the music perspective. Um, and I got it bang on, which I was rather happy about. Now, to be fair, listeners, this was actually just a sportsman bet. Uh, there was no money exchanged or anything like that. Uh, it was just a little bit of fun. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. No, it was it, it was a really good point to actually break it, uh, I found. I found. Um, and yeah, I, I was quite happy with my prediction. Yes, well done. And I think that's a good roundup of that particular day. Like you said, that was that was a few weeks ago. Uh, it's taken us a while to get back round the digital table uh, to have this particular podcast to go through that. So hopefully, listeners, uh, it was worth the wait. So now we're going to jump into the most recent news uh, that has come out in and around of the Star Wars world. Uh, so first and foremost, we're going to jump into the Mandalorian. So the TV show Mandalorian was announced back in, I'm going to say, September, October time. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've actually been on a podcast that we have done uh, since it's been announced. And for me, I'm delighted that the Mandalorian is coming. Uh, Boba Fett is one of my favorite characters now. We don't know if it is going to be Boba Fett. Uh, chances are it probably won't be the way things have been described and kind of released by John Favreau uh, about the particular show. But what we have found out and has been released is that we have a leading actor. Uh, we have Mr. Pedro Pascal. Um, I think he's a great shout. I think he's a really good actor. Uh, for those of you who do know who he is, or even if you don't know who he is, he is an actor who was in uh, Game of Thrones for maybe a season or two. Uh, really good actor in that. He was also in uh, Narcos, which is the, the Netflix show that he's done as well. And most recently, I actually saw him in the film... The Equalizer 2, which is a sequel to the original film with Denzel Washington. He's in that film alongside Denzel Washington. If you haven't actually seen that film, check it out. It's actually pretty cool. Um, so I think he's a great lead actor uh, for this particular show. He seems to carry things very well. Um, it'll be interesting to find out what the actual character that he's going to play, who the name is, what their background is. I'm super excited uh, for this particular TV show. And, and there's been some other announcements. And Dave, you made some notes of who those are for some of the other actors that are joining this show as well. Yes, so there's um, Gina Carano. I don't know if that's how you pronounce the name. Um, Gina Gina Carano, C C A R A N O Carano Carano. Don't know. Um, and she, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the thing about her, I, I guess, more than anything else, is that her background is MMA, um, mixed martial arts. So she's incredibly fit from a physical perspective um so I d yeah I'm, I'm i'm intrigued as to what type of role she's going to play mm. uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be an active character um mm. i don't know maybe a sabine wren you, you just took the words right out of my mouth you could be a slightly grown up sabine wren you know uh we all know that sabine from, from rebels is quite an active uh physically can take care of herself in confrontation but as, as we've seen with different stormtroopers so that'd be an interesting twist uh, and obviously we kind of know where sabine goes on her mission at the end of rebels spoiler alert if you don't know um but nevertheless yeah i think that'd be an, she's an interesting addition to the to the cast for sure 
Yes, and the the pictures I've seen of her in the past, she she almost has like a bob haircut, which isn't too mm. dissimilar to what we've seen on Sabine. Now, obviously, like, that's her natural hairstyle. It's it's not one done for a show, but you you look at the picture of her, and it's like, yeah, she could well be, mm. could well yeah, be, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and then, and then the third name currently associated with it is possibly the biggest of the three. Um, even though he's going to have, a, I'm guessing, a supporting part because he's not he's not the the title character. Uh, it's Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of threw me. Uh, to be honest, it's funny how there are certain actors that you kind of think would be really cool in the Star Wars world, you know, um, and if somebody threw out Nick Nolte for me, I would have thought that was a bit strange but uh, again that's just my own personal opinion but yeah i, I think it, he's, he's obviously an incredibly good actor um and it has obviously been been around a while no, knows his way around the movie set etc and obviously this isn't a movie per se but you you'd like to imagine that disney and lucasfilm are kind of investing in this to such a degree that it pretty much is a an ongoing movie set if you want to call it that um and i think he is gonna again he'll be a great addition to the cast oh yeah well he's he's almost got that like um gritty elder statesman style persona hasn't he yeah absolutely so, yeah i was just say wrapping back around the idea that this is almost like a western yeah maybe he's you know i don't know it'll be interesting to see what he is but he he plays he'd be gritty crusty you know grizzly kind of <laughs> yeah gris, grizzly yeah perfectly i think i can see that because at first I was like, "What, Nick?" But no, I think he'll be. I think he'll be perfect in it. I must admit, yeah. I'm getting more and more excited about this. Yeah, and Pedro looks like Pedro. Am I saying? Um, the more I see him, the more I yeah, I can definitely see him as the Mandalorian. It's kind of it's getting exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I actually know. Yeah, I don't actually know this guy. I, 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 I don't I've either. not seen anything with him in. <laughs> I have not seen one Game of Thrones, I will admit it. Please, I'll go hide behind the couch now. It's a good job this isn't a Game of Thrones podcast then, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it, it'd probably just be me or my Jack Jones, I think, if it was a uh, if it was a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm not sure any of the other members of the Jello Council actually watch it. But uh, I, I do, I, I'm a I've, big fan. I, well, I've read all the books um, before... The first season even came out. I I pretty much finished the books that had, had happened before then, and I just didn't get into the TV show because of that. I started watching it, and it just it, it didn't click. It was it felt slightly no, okay. off. It, it yeah. It, maybe now going back to it because it's about six seven years now since the the first season came out. Maybe I can go back to it now and revisit it. Don't know. Mm. Well, if, if you can remember from reading the books, I mean, I, I've only read the first half of the first book. I'm not going to lie. I started reading it and then the TV show came on and I thought I'd rather watch that because it'll be done quicker. And it's clearly... <laughs> yeah. <is. laughs> um, but he played the character called Oberon Martel. I don't know if that That's... name means anything to you. It doesn't, actually. Okay. So maybe he's not even in the books. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> listeners, if, you, if you've seen the TV show and you've read the book, give us a shout. Is that character in the same is in the TV show? Who knows? Uh, welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, that, well, that's the character that he plays. And, uh, you know, he, he obviously played the character incredibly well. Um, and quite, quite, 
quite gruesome in points as well, actually. Quite brutal. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, he's. I think he's a great actor. Um, he's actually in the upcoming Wonder Woman film that's coming out next year as well. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I don't, I don't know who he's playing, uh, but nevertheless, yeah, I know he's in, he's in the upcoming Wonder Woman film as well. So that'd be quite cool to see. Mm. Well, I'll we shall see. Wait. Indeed, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and as we are on TV shows uh, within the Star Wars world, um, let's jump into Resistance, guys. Have you been catching up on the latest episodes, Dave? I know you wasn't overly a big fan at the start. Has it kind of? persuaded you to keep on watching it a bit more has it changed for you a little bit i've not gone back to it i've uh, the last episode i saw was five which was the one where kylo ren is first mentioned and we saw the um captain fire in the gold armor that's the last one i saw i've not i've not gone back since then i have been busy um but yeah it's, it's not something that I'm itching to go back to, let's say. That's fair enough. Nero, what about yourself? Have you uh, watched any more episodes? I have to admit that I haven't seen anything past episode four. I'm such a bad Star Wars fan. Um, but, but it has been very busy here as well. It's crazy, but I think it's the season for all of us. So I haven't watched much TV period but um i will go back how about you alex <laughs> well that's a great question Mary. thank you for asking um no i've actually i've binged a few episodes today funnily enough um i went and got a bit of a shape up today uh, as i need drastically needed a haircut and when i got back from getting my haircut i was just chilling on the sofa uh and had an hour or two well hour and a half spare ish give or take uh so i jumped into the latest couple of episodes of resistance and i'm not gonna lie it's winning me over um the animation style i'm now starting to adjust to how it is i'm actually starting to like it a little bit um the characters kaz it's still rather annoying um and Everything still seems to be over-exaggerated in the way things are, like how they run and how they move away from uh, bad scenarios if they bump into like a stormtrooper or something like that. There's, everything seems to be over-exaggerated, but I think it's because it's trying to play into the hands of its targeted audience, which is obviously the younger generation. So I'm kind of looking past that to actually see more about the Star Wars ethos. Um, it doesn't jump into the Force it doesn't really jump into the Jedi. There's no mention of obviously Luke Skywalker or anything like that. There might be, you know, this is just prior to The Force Awakens. So everybody knows that the Jedi are kind of out there, if you want to call it that. Um, but one thing that has been kind of shown itself a little bit more has been the First Order. So over here in the UK, we get this obviously on Disney XD. Um, so at the moment, we are up to episode nine, which is the Phantom, the platform classic, which... Um, I don't know what episode we're up to, uh, you guys are up to in the, in the US or any other particular regions, but here in the UK, uh, we are up to episode nine. Um, there's been one or two episodes that kind of have passed me by, if you want to call it that. But where we're starting to see more and more of the First Order coming into it, um, there was a particular episode where Poe made a return as well. Uh, and took Kaz on a kind of a bit of a secret mission, which is pretty cool. We got to saw a little bit more of Poe, and you can tell that there's that relationship that he has with BB-8. That's very clear in both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, to be fair. 
Um, so it's good to kind of have that background, if you want to call it that. Uh, there's still references. He calls him like his little buddy, which will obviously be seen by Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So it's kind of good to kind of see that particular relationship building. Uh, and of course, we've seen Captain Phasma uh, a couple of times as well, not to mention some really cool stormtroopers uh, that, that pop up every so often as well. And interestingly, uh, in the Platform Classic was a return to the the something death gang that we see in force awakens and the first part of their name has completely slipped my mind uh they're the bad guys have got like a red helmet that's like got like a circle um Can- kanja club no not kanja club the other uh, ones the other ones yeah <laughs> oh, um no. the name of them is going to drive me crazy uh if i can't figure out who it is but nevertheless um so yeah, so we're getting these references to. So again, all these these small things are kind of being drip fed uh, into the TV show, which I, I I kind of like. It does build the world. Um, the, the kind of worry is that it's going to be stationed on this platform and just kind of stay there, really. Uh, but there are bits and pieces being drip fed into the, into the rest of the wider Star Wars universe into this particular show. So for me, it, it's becoming more acceptable. No, acceptable is the wrong word, but. Um, I'm starting to kind of get used to it a bit more. So I'm going to carry on watching it. Um, I do listen to another podcast um, where two of the hosts obviously talk about resistance. And one of them says, I'm going to watch it. So you don't have to, uh, because the other guy doesn't, the other guy doesn't like it. (laughs) So effectively I I will be that version uh, of it uh, for you guys. If you do not continue to watch it, (laughs) I'll go back to it. It's yeah. It'll probably be a case of I'll watch it three or four episodes on a trot again. Which is what I did. So I went one, two, three all at once. And then yeah. four and five together. So maybe, yeah, I'll try and get back to watching the rest. I, I, I was never against the the artwork. It was the characters for me. Yeah. Kaz in particular. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kaz hasn't really changed for me. Some of the other characters and the, have. Which is and, and Niku. Niku, the Rodian. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's become a bit more tolerable. I found. <laughs> so, well, and it's the Guavian Death Gang. Oh, oh well done. That's the one, the Guavian Death Gang. Yes, they're in they're in this particular episode as well. So again, like I said, you've got little bits and pieces from the wider Star Wars universe cropping up uh, into into uh, the Resistance TV show, which I think is pretty cool. So while again we're touching on animation. Recently, I actually think it was last week, there was a really odd trailer that dropped uh, for Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. Um, I didn't know this was coming. Guys, I don't know if any of you knew that this was coming either. Nope. No. Again, kind of, they're dropping things left, right and centre, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, You know, bring us the content. And so, again, you kind of see the trailer. Uh, It's only like a minute, minute and a half, but Again, it's an animated TV show that's kind of revisiting, replaying with a little tiny bits that are different from the original six movies. And I've obviously just done a hell of a lot of talking about Resistance, so I'm going to hang over to you guys. Dave, you've seen these episodes, right? And what do you think? I love them. really do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they're just... Um, the, sh- the shorts, none of them are particularly long. Um, and it's iconic points in the movie. Um, 
the, the all right the, there's one in particular was the the scene from Rogue One where you see mm-hmm. Vader just wading through the 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 rebel troopers which is just phenomenal mm-hmm. um but it jumps around so you've got you've got the layer one uh where she's um placing in r2 the plans which is is great um i've also seen another one that's the um luke and the x-wing on the the um death star trench run Mm, yeah they're just i I love the animations the animation style is a lot closer to me for me to proper manga Mm -hmm. possibly more so than the resistant the uh, resistance cartoon yeah it's it's yeah it's it's got more of the sharp edges that you you tend to see in the the manga yeah so i I really really like them um if if they were to do more of them oh yeah quite happily just keep rewatching them they're very well done yeah and it's it's clever the way that it it that they are full scenes all in one go, but you get close-ups, you get you get like the the side-on looks. You know, like when they're almost like looking off-screen. Um, it's it's very cinemagraphic the way it's been done. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very very and well put together. Of the force, when Luke gets the uh, his father's lightsaber. Yes, and it kind of like blows him in a way <laughs> it's really yeah, yes, neatly yes. done just <laughs> like yes that's the force how do you like oh. I love him can't, can't put the lid back on it right no, it's it's funny, yeah when, when, when I saw that episode in particular it, it kind of reminded me of a cross between He-Man and the Thundercats yes. so <laughs> when, when He-Man goes from Prince Adam to He-Man and he goes yeah. through that change it kind of was reminiscent of that. He kind of he grabbed the lightsaber, ignited it, and it kind of the, the, everything just kind of changed. And he swiped it down, and it was very cinematography. Cinematograph. Yeah. No, I can't think of the right word. Cinematic. Yes. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it just it just reminded me of that, and I thought this is absolutely brilliant. Um, to echo your point there, Dave, the animation style is was amazing. Um, and, you know, Mera, you must have been thrilled to see R2 back on the screen again as an animated oh, character. Goodness. He just doesn't have a bad side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whether he's animated or being spat out of a, you know, whatever in a swamp planet. <laughs> he just, uh, it it was lovely. I mean, it's for, um, it, it takes you back and yet it's new if I can say it that way, it's very familiar, but it's nice and new. And like Dave said, it's sharp, it's clear, it's there's just something fluid about it to me. Um, I just, uh, the, I have to admit, the Rogue One uh, episode, uh, I was a little surprised, but I wasn't unpleased. I uh, displeased, excuse me, proper English. Um, You're American, don't worry. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, don't don't worry, Mara. I'm doing a blinding job of speaking correct English <laughs> at the moment, so you're in good company. It's all good. Don't worry. Oh, I love you guys. So I have no uh, excuse because I'm English. So. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I look forward to it. I thought they were a little too short, but they, they're supposed to be yeah. little bits or short. So I, you want, it does leave you, left me wanting more. So um, it was just brilliant. Yeah, it almost makes me think if, if they could do it like that, mm-hmm. just recreate the movies as a cartoon in that style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would pay good money for that. I really would. That before, haven't they? I mean, not the Star Wars, but. Or am I, I not did. thinking right? I know they did Lord of the Rings animation before uh, Peter Jackson. They, they did that before the movie, yeah. yeah. I remember, but they only did the very first film, they didn't do the rest. The very first book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they didn't have the funding. I don't I did I don't even know if they had permission to make it from the Tolkien family actually. Well I they did have they did have Return thing. of the King, different animators, different mm. company. Because it, 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 it kind of reminds me of the Matrix. So obviously the Matrix oh. is known for its trilogy. Uh, but for those of you who do, I don't know again, there was a DVD that released that was called the Animatrix. Um and the Animatrix was nine short stories, each done by different artists in different styles that kind of elaborate on the ethos of the Matrix, uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill, etc. Um, and it kind of reminds me of that. Again, these were only a couple of minutes long. Um, I think the longest episode was maybe five minutes. There was one. There was one that was again black and white. There was one that talked about different characters. One that focused on Neo. One that focused on Trinity, etc. Um, and it really does remind me of that. Um, and I was on YouTube just to, again trying to find this, and I actually found um, a YouTube channel uh, by somebody called Apple Pod Edits, who's actually got every single episode and basically got them all back to back in one video, so you could, don't have to jump from one to the other. Um, and that's how I watched both this. and And the other day they released a, uh, a season two, if you want to call it that, uh, where there's some additional ones which just elaborate on that. Again, uh, there's where Luke is standing next to the Emperor. Uh, from Return of the Jedi uh, as they try to persuade him to join the dark side of the force which again was was brilliant because there's some amazing throwbacks to Palpatine in The Phantom Menace um, in the prequel trilogy all the way through to seeing him with his you know his face that's kind of melted and molded based on that force uh, lightning that obviously Mace Windu turns back on him in uh, Revenge of the Sith um, so for me, you know, seeing all these little tidbits, the good thing is, though, they're not ignoring the prequels, which for me is great. Um, yes. There was always the reluctance. It seemed anyway that there was a reluctancy by Disney to elaborate more on the trilogy of, of the prequel trilogy. Sorry. Uh, so it's actually good to see references, uh, animation of those particular uh, episodes as well for me. And I think that's an absolutely great thing to do. And like you guys both said, you know, if they bought these, if they did the, the, a new hope in that particular animation style, I would pay really a ma- huge amount of money uh, for that because I just I, I loved it. The music spot on, the voices are obviously there as well. So I think, yeah, this is this is this is pretty cool, and I hope they do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> so I think that is those two TV shows. Um, uh, sorry, we've obviously gone through three different TV shows. Uh, the one thing that I I haven't actually seen, I don't know if either of you have, is the, is the new Lego Star Wars that's come out recently, the Lego Star Wars All-Stars. Uh, we, we touched on this in a podcast a few podcasts ago. Um, got to admit, I haven't jumped into that just yet. Uh, I do need to. It's on the list for me to do. But again, as you guys both just said, it's been a bit of a manic time of the year. Uh, I've not actually had a chance to see that. I don't know if either of you have. No. 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 Yeah. No, not yet. What? 
Well, that was a short discussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but on the next podcast... <laughs> well, yeah, I am going to make a definite effort to, to kind of watch some of those episodes uh, this year, uh, this year, this this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll, go, we'll be back on the mic this time next week as well. So uh, hopefully, I, I might add some context to that. Fingers crossed if I get to see them. And actually, just while we're on the topic of Lego, this wasn't on the agenda. So apologies, guys, for throwing in a bit of a curveball. Um Mera, you and I are obviously both opening the Lego Star Wars Advent calendar. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun this year. I mean, it's always been a lot of fun over the past couple of years, but I'm, I'm really enjoying what they've got in there this year. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm having fun opening each day and like, well, what is this? And then, of course, today with all the little pieces, I'm like, <laughs> maybe this wasn't such a good idea for me. Um, and all the extra bits as well. Well, yeah, because they do give you extra parts, but um, and I appreciate that because, again, it's me. But I think <laughs> I am uh, <laughs> driving my Instagram followers a little crazy. <laughs> One at work is like, am I going to see these every day? I'm like, yes, you can unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on mute until Christmas Day. It's all good. That's right. And it's so fun. It really is. This is the first one I've ever done um, because the last advent calendar, and I'm dating myself, is the, you know, just the thin paper ones that you open a little door and there's a little picture behind it. And you're like, oh, isn't that just lovely? And (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like in seventh heaven here. It's not only Lego, but it's Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, giddy girl at Christmas every day. I'm exactly the same as you. Not a giddy girl, but a giddy boy, obviously. <laughs> uh, but um, what, I, what I've kind of slacked in for, the, for those guys that kind of listen to the podcast, but also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, you'll know that we've kind of been playing catch up today. So today is uh, Sunday, uh, the 10th of December, mm-hmm. 9th of December, 9th, because today was the ninth window on the advent calendar. Um, so for the last couple of days, we've been playing catch up on that. Uh, just things have been a bit manic uh, over the past few days so I've actually had an opportunity to open those days and share it with you all but if you do follow us on Twitter or on our Instagram feed as well uh, of course you can kind of see what's coming over the next few days Um, and my favourite so far oddly is the Cloud City Um, when when I took it out I looked at it and I thought I have no idea what this is Uh, I, I, I built it and I still didn't know what the hell it was. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of went about my day. Um, and as I was, I've got my I've got my calendar set up in my in my dining room. Um, I've got a shelf with a lot of my whiskeys on, and it's just in front of them. And as I was walking through the dining room, it caught my eye that I couldn't see the bottom, and then the shape emerged. And obviously, you've got the red. Uh, ship that escorts different ships into Cloud City, just kind That's of dangling off. The- yeah, one yeah. of them. Um, yeah. Kind of hanging off the bottom. And I thought, oh my God, it's Cloud City. And the light bulb moment dinged. And then all of a sudden, that, that's become my that's become my favourite out of all of them so far. Um, and I do love the fact that they're bringing in stuff from the prequels. Um, again, I'm harking on about the prequels a lot today. But I think it's great because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the prequels. I think we've said this before uh, in the podcast, you know. We aren't these prequel haters. We understand why people might not like them, fair enough. But for the collective, I think we are all pretty much on side that the prequels are a good thing for souls. Um, and seeing these items from the prequels, you know, we've got the battle droid, we've got the Republic ship, 
Um, and, uh, and, and today, number nine, we've got General Grievous's uh, ship, which, again, I had to Google the name of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, so, therefore, you know, it's good to see these kind of prequel ships being brought into the forefront of, of, of the calendar and, of course, on that Galaxy of Adventure series as well. So I'm going to kind of jump off my parapet about the prequels now. <laughs> but <laughs> I do think it's great, and I'm looking forward to opening up uh, the next few windows um, up until, obviously, Christmas Eve when that's going to be the last window. So I'd like an advent calendar every day of the year. I think that'd be great. Um, my Lego collection would go through the roof, obviously, but I think that would be an amazing thing to have. Or is that just me being a bit doolally? No, no, it's really neat. I mean, look what I've been um, calling them. I mean, for the Cloud City, I called it a tower thingamajig. So <laughs> until somebody was like, Cloud City and a twin pod cloud car, not a tower thingamajiggy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you call it what you want to call it, and I'll call it what I <laughs> no, it's all fun. You know, I, I love it. The Naboo thing. It, it's it's just fun. And I like the way they're doing the prequels, too. And IG-88 is probably my favorite so far. Oh, he's very cool. Yeah. Or the little land speeder that was day one. Wasn't that Luke's... Oh, uh, uh, Luke's speeder from... Speeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, was it in it's, slightly strange colors, though? Was it like almost like a Christmas edition? No. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I, I think it's because you have a really bad phone, Dave. It's your camera on your dodgy <laughs> iPhone. That's what it is. For the benefit of the listeners, that's a bit of an inside joke. Dave and I rib each other because he's a galaxy. He's got a Samsung and I've got an iPhone. Uh, we won't bring that into the podcast anymore. We might do, but who knows? Uh, but no, it, it was because of I took it without flash and didn't have good lighting. So that's probably the reason why. And an inferior phone. <laughs> so, Moving on. <laughs> okay, so obviously that's wrapping up the TVs and the Legos oh, of, of this uh, world. Go on. One last TV show. Um, Cassian? Cassian. Diego yes. Luna. Yes, late addition to the, to the podcast. Dave, over to you on that one, mate. Um, well, back here, back in November now. Uh, I think it might have been early part of November um, Disney announced that there'd be a second live action TV show and I for one am blown away by this one um, I mean, the, the Mandalorian has already got me hyped beyond belief but the idea that they're going to bring back Cassian Andor and almost make it well they are going to make a TV show out of his exploits as a rebel agent um, in the time of the um, the the empire, well, like that for me, that would just be amazing. Oh, Almost yeah. like a, 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 a Star Wars James Bond TV show. Yeah, yeah. K two S L. Oh, they need to bring K two. So K two, after watching Rogue One, K two became my favorite droid. Apologies, Mira. I know you love R two. Apologies, Dave. I know you love 3PO. Um, <laughs> but K2, after watching Solo, mm. skyrocketed to the top of my favourite list from a droid perspective. I think it's because of the sarcasm. Uh, oh, I am, I'm, I'm a slightly sarcastic person myself, so I resonate with that type of humour so well. Um, so Remember, we get to see Absolutely. So if we see more... <laughs> yeah, if we see more of that in this TV show, I'm all up for that. The one thing that I am 
going to be interested in seeing those. How dark, if I can call it that, yeah, are, are they going to go down that particular rabbit hole? Because in at the start of Rogue One, we see Cassian be ruthless. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen Rogue One, where he kills his informant because he's a liability. Shoots in the back. He sh- yeah. Exactly. He he just shoots him in the back. Cold hearted killer. Mm. And we've seen in, in Solo again, he references, we've all had, I think the quote is something along the lines of, we've all done things that we wish we didn't have to, but I've done it for the cause or something like that. Right. Um, so I would love to know how dark they're going to take this because, you know, if, if we compare like for like, if, if I can call it that, where in Marvel, where they've got the Daredevil TV show, Jessica Jones, yes. uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage and the, the, the Defenders. Oh, and then you've got the Punisher. Um so yeah. I, wa- I watch all of them. And, you know, the, pun- the Punisher in particular went super gruesome. Oh, it did. Really dark. Yeah. Really violent. Now, I'm not saying that Cassian's going to go that far. But yeah. how far do we think Disney and Lucasfilm are going to take this particular TV show? Because it's a messy part of, of Star Wars history. Um, it is. People are they're trying to grow the rebellion. They're trying to get information. They're trying to know what the First, oh, sorry, the first Order, uh, what the Empire... Um, doing well, also, do you think they've got to be true to the character don't they yeah. i mean if, if cassian admits that he has done things that he's not proud of but he did it for the yeah. cops and he's been in the fight since six years old it's it's not light i mean they don't have to go as far as the punisher um which is i have watched that as well and think it's a good show but i um you don't have to go that dark for this to to hint or to um, reveal, but it's not a light, fluffy story. I wouldn't. I think there's moments, maybe, but I think they've got to honor the character and stay true to Andor's character. That you know, he did some things he wished he didn't have to do or think about. But Rogue One isn't a light-hearted movie. No, the the humor is there. But it's much more sarcastic and much more grim humour of people who feel they're going out to die. Right. Yeah. You have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the tone of the movie is much more mature than other Star Wars movies. And I love that. I thought it was a fantastic one. But one of my, it's in my top three movies. So it, it it's works. A proper war, it's a war film, isn't it? And it's, you know this is this is Star Wars. This mm-hmm. isn't Star Conversation or Star Have a Quick Chat. This is Star Wars. This is this is good and bad going at it. Um, we know obviously the Empire is, is the bad guys, and we know but there's, there's a blurring of the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that has because, to be. because yeah, because I mean, you, you're bound to have Imperial personnel who are not inherently evil. They just happen <clears> to be soldiers who have joined. The, the, the wrong side in, in a, an empire um, and if you've been brainwashed into believing that the empire is a good thing I might, let's face it um, Han Solo joined the empire he was mm-hmm. a, a, an empire trooper for a while um, so you, you will find that there were good people and, and people who potentially did good whilst they were in the empire mm-hmm. so you are going to have bad people and people who do bad who were on the, the, the side of the rebels. Mm-hmm. Well, it's war. It's, yeah. you it know, war. you're fighting an inherent evil that you don't want to, you know, do any, <laughs> Yeah, do anything to stop it. 
Well, what would we do with Hitler? Blurring of lines. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. There were there were assassins sent after Hitler. Um, we we bombed the, the the hell out of Germany. Let's face it, we did that. And, and to be honest, in if if you look at World War Two history, we turned our bombers on the German cities before mm-hmm. the Germans turned theirs on ours. Mm-hmm. That was um, a tactical decision by Churchill to attack the German cities deliberately to force the Germans to attack the British cities. That was, that was a deliberate ploy by Churchill because he wanted his airfields to be spared. And the Germans were pounding hell out of the airfields. Mm-hmm. And he thought, the only way I'm going to stop them bombing my airfields is to bomb their cities and make them bomb my cities. And that was exactly the tactic that was played. And it worked. It, it allowed the British RAF to, to recover, it allowed the RAF to get its planes back in the sky. And ultimately, that's what that, that's what started to turn the war. So yeah. you do have to do bad sometimes to combat evil. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what they do with this, for sure. Yeah. And obviously, we know that the time period that this is going to be set, will we see the Emperor? Will we see Darth Vader? Will we see the Empire? Or will it be purely focused around the growth of the Rebellion? There, there will obviously be a mention and probably some troopers, absolutely. But are we going to get to see the upper Eclians of the Empire? Um, will we see more of uh, Tarkin? Who knows? Um, and I'm, I'm actually really intrigued around where they're going to take this and how far back are they actually going to go? Because, you know, in Solo, uh, Solo, sorry, in Rogue One, he's he's got to be what? And he's late 20s early 30s mid 30s maximum give or take um which which you know depending on when he he said he's been involved in the rebellion since the age of six that's a quote from from rogue one now obviously they might not take it back to when he was a six-year-old but if they take him back to the, in his early kind of late teens early 20s you're looking at a good 10-year gap that they could go to town with for this particular story and this particular character mm-hmm. but, well they, they won't be able to use diego luna would they that's the only thing for that. Well, they might be able to if they don't go farther back than further back. Farther yeah. back. Um, yeah you could potentially go about, what, five years? Five, six years? Or seven. But yeah. Yeah. Like but no then, hair on the face versus hair on the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you, you could see... Um, oh, um, and he's youthful I'm, enough to... He is. He, he is. Pulled it off, like a haircut yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's going to be brilliant. He does have a bit of an ageless face, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you've you've yeah. got um, Jimmy guy. Smith could be in it. Good <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky> guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. Because yeah, you got like the Sadist of Aldran could be in it because we know that he was an active participant of the 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 rebels. Yeah. With his daughter. I mean, you can do so much with this. I mean, the time period and I focus on rebels, have something about the Empire, but I don't know. I would think it would... Well, it's just supposition on this. That's a point. You've also got potential there, then, of it tying into Rebels, the cartoon show. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? You could introduce the Yeah, Yeah, that would be great. I mean, we'll... We'll touch on the new throne book coming up, but obviously the first two throne books are his rise through the empire, um, and and effectively, apparently, the third book will effectively end 
from what I understand, of when Rebels kicks off. Um, and we know, thanks to our good buddy uh, Justin, who did a great review of the book, that Krennic is mentioned in the second book, Thorn Alliances. Um, so therefore, there's always there's, there's so much potential that they could do. Um, will we get to see Hera Sendula? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we know that her name is mentioned in um, <clears throat> in the Rogue One movie. Um, you know, we've got the cast of the Ghost. I mean, you can, you can saw... imagine. Yeah, Chopper. Yeah, yeah. Captain yeah. Rex. Ahsoka. Oh yes, you could. Well, Will Ahsoka, Darth Maul. Yeah. What about Emphis Nest? A very young. Yeah. Well, no, not even a very young Emphis Nest. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. grown-up Emphis Nest because she's obviously yeah. part of the rebellion. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it could be Connect five years. Saw. Yeah. Five years afterwards. Yeah. Oh, so much. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> We could write the script for this. I mean, we I should say, pitch the Lucas. Yeah, show. I was going to say that. <laughs> just, Lucas or she just pay us. Please pay us, please. Well, well obviously, uh, for you guys listening, you know that we have, we were fortunate enough to get a tour of the Disney offices in the UK. I think we need to go one further, though, and try and get our way into Disney in either Burbank in California or in Orlando just yeah. to see what happens. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, and, and Mera, you can come down from, 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 from Boston. Uh, from the from the northeast, and we'll we meet you somewhere. You know, I think that'd be really good fun, and I'm sure our listeners, you know, Disney listen to this podcast. You know, they'd be crazy not to. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, guys listening, thank you very much. Let's get us in there. We can help you. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of how we can help things going forward, we're now going to jump into rumor territory. Uh, so. For the most part, our podcasts are talking about maybe a topic of the week, things that are going on in the Star Wars world, you know, TV shows, whatever. But for the, for the next kind of chapter of this particular podcast, we're going to look at episode nine. Um, we are nearly a year to when episode nine is going to drop. Um, I can't wait. Um, after having two Star Wars films in one year, we're not getting anything for 18 months. And I'm, I'm getting withdrawal symptoms uh, from a movie perspective. I don't know about you guys, but... Episode nine is coming uh, and there's more and more rumors that are coming out about this particular, about a particular film. Um, and before we actually go into each of them one by one, just a, a quick snippet, guys. How do you feel about the rumors? Are you one that are you kind of happy to jump in or would you completely want to miss everything and, and only wait until it gets closer to the release of the film? Mira, what about you? Are you, are you happy to have these rumors? Will you jump into them or? Do you avoid them? I I think I tend to avoid them more than jump in because I just want to wait and see. Um, although I do like speculation too, if it's not like really far out there. Um, of course, you know, I, I'm addicted to Star Wars. I know that's a surprise to you. <laughs> so um, it is hard not to want to know, um, but I I like surprise. I don't need immediate gratification. I want to go and see. I kind of avoided it for The Last Jedi. Well, for both of the last movies. Just so I didn't want it to be. I wanted to go in there with a fresh. I don't really know anything about it. Twitter's very hard to avoid mm. spoilers. <laughs> very yeah. hard. Um, 
So I think that I might shy away from it. And yet I'm intrigued too, because I want such an ending. I want <laughs> such a, I can't even describe it. I, I need a good ending. <laughs> I, no, I, can't, I can't, I don't think so. That. I don't need Kylo redeems. Oh, don't shoot me anybody. Um, I need it justified i think i think i need a, an explanation or something that wraps it up i need to know that he i'm not going to look at him in this last film and just want to you know slap him out of it <laughs> uh, i he's, there's so much potential because adam drive is such a great actor and there's so much that you can do with this character i'd like to think that he goes beyond veda worship at this point you know i mean a new helmet is that is that going to define him or is he going to find his identity you know there's so many questions that rabbit trails that you can go down um i do want to uh i want it wrapped up spectacularly and i don't know what they're going to do with luke but clearly he's back somehow is he a force ghost is he you know are they jumping back in time or, or what you know i don't know well, it's, it's funny you say that, because obviously the first item that's on the agenda is talking about that particular question about Kylo Ren's mask. Um, we are hearing rumours that Kylo Ren will have a new mask in uh, whatever episode 9 is called. Um, we obviously we know from The Last Jedi, he destroyed his mask in the lift elevator. Um, the, based on the conversation he had with Snoke, where Snoke called him out on it, saying that uh, take off that stupid mask you're just being a stupid boy or, or, or whatever the quote was um, mm -hmm. which I don't want to jump into The Last Jedi which we will <laughs> which we will let's be honest but you know the, that particular scene bugged the hell out of me because in the first film we know that Snoke has effectively set him up to become the, the grand he's obviously the grandson of Darth Vader he has he thought he got him because he had the same power the same drive and therefore having the mask was a show of respect a you know up to Darth Vader is it's who he's trying to emulate and the mask is part of that character and you know for then Snoke to turn around in the last Jedi to say take that off you look stupid it completely ruined the whole the, the scene for me because Mm -hmm. Kylo Ren, and maybe I'm being a bit biased because aesthetically, that mask is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I I own the voice changer mask. Um, I wore it to a masquerade Christmas party ball a couple of years ago after The Force Awakens came out. Um, you know, I was wearing a tux, sticky bow, and the Kylo Ren mask. It was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I think the mask helps the character. It makes him look more menacing. It makes him look more dark side if you want to call him that um and then to see snoke basically just turn around and say you look stupid take it off it ruined it uh thanks ryan johnson um but knowing that he is going to get a new mask and some of the rumors are it's kind of going to be a bit of a callback to the darth vader mask uh, helmet if you want to call it that but then also having kind of this red um tint on it the the rumors are saying it's kind of a bit of a Darth Maul-esque look and feel oh. by this this red looking on him. Um, and for me, I can't wait. I think that would add so much more to the character. And as the collector, it would add so many more action figures to my collection because I'll buy the hell out of it. 
<laughs> which I think, let's be honest, I think it's probably the reason why Disney and Lucasfilm are going down that path. They're like, okay, we didn't do too well with The Last Jedi uh, action figures and collectibles. Let's do something really cool. And for me, I'm, I'm all up for that. Um, Dave, what about yourself? I mean, how, do you think the mask will add more to Kylo Ren or do you just think it's just some nonsense that they have for him? I'm with you in that in the in Force Awakens we had it built up the fact that he was almost his grandfather's grandson he was uh, he was to be the henchman the 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 force using muscle that was in the background to Snoke's empire and that that was the way he was positioned um the mask added to that because it created this faceless uh, monster who could um, perpetrate evil and remain unknown and um, distant from from the evil that that he does. And then to watch what happened in in Last Jedi was almost a case of Snoke went out of character. Admittedly, we'd only seen him a couple of times in The Force Awakens, but what we saw Snoke do, it was almost like someone else had wrote the movie and and it it wasn't part of the same trilogy. Um, (laughs) Um, And and again, that that was one of the things that just, yeah, why, why turn on him about that ridiculous helmet? It's like, well, why don't you say the same about every one of your stormtroopers that's wearing a ridiculous helmet? Um, you, you, Snoke was looking to emulate the power and the authority that had come from the Empire previously. The First Order was a resurrected Empire, and so he was replicating it in a number of different ways, in that you had a super weapon based on a, a moon or planet-sized thing. Obviously, he went bigger and better and went planet-sized. He had Star Destroyers and Super Star Destroyers. He had First Order Stormtroopers and Walkers. So why not the, the helmeted, black-cloaked henchmen? For, for it then to be almost ridiculed in the second film, and I can understand why, in a way. I know why why Ryan Johnson did it. He did it because he was setting it up to be that there was some type of friction between um, Kylo Ren and Snoke, and he did it in such a way to try and build up the idea that there was there was tension between the two of them, and and it wasn't that Kylo Ren happily followed Snoke's orders. And so when he eventually turned on Snoke, it was because Kylo Ren was angry and hated Snoke, not because he wanted to join forces with with Rey. So I can almost see why that was done, but it was so that Ryan Johnson's movie had a plot hook within it so that it could have something happen later on. But it was at odds with what we'd already seen previously, which is, without going over ground that we've already covered, is my biggest failing of The Last Jedi. It it was out of continuity with every other Star Wars movie we'd seen. It made him almost like caricature? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, so I'm, I'm happy that. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That's what it was. It was almost like belittling him. Yeah. Uh, and and belittling his hero worship for his grandfather, mm. who was, um, I'm like, oh, from the people that knew who Vader was, he was the most powerful Sith Lord because no one ever knew that the Emperor was a Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to belittle him when his grandfather was the greatest Sith Lord, known Sith Lord, yeah, okay, yeah, it, it was, it, it felt wrong. Um, so now I'm looking forward to the fact of seeing him in another helmet, and like you, <laughs> looking forward to combine the collectible on the back of it. <laughs> Always the ulterior motive for us collectors in there, really, let's be honest. But, uh, there is. Um, the, the obviously one of the other rumours that has been doing the rounds, uh, also considers uh, Kylo Ren, is that we may be seeing the return of the Knights of Ren. Um, obviously, no, no, they don't massive... exist. They don't exist. <laughs> it, was, it was all a dream. Well, <laughs> this again is another bone of contention for The Last Jedi. You know, another plot hook that was completely ignored. Um, although apparently now Ryan Johnson's come out and said the reason why they weren't in the movie is because they didn't have time. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of things they didn't have time for, but there was clearly he enough time for that. Time to buy a scene. <laughs> a milking scene. A big milking cow with green milk and a very odd Luke Skywalker drinking that milk. Loads of time for that. Loads of time to go to Canto Bite, but not enough time to bring in Knights of Ren as well. Now, I for one, I like. I really enjoyed that that scene where in The Force Awakens, where we first kind of saw a glimpse of the Knights of Ren, obviously being led by Kylo Ren, and he had his rest of the crew, if you want to call it that, uh, around him, I thought they can easily jump on that brilliantly in in the last show. I I don't know how. Mm. Again, the the, the lack of continuity between the Mm. two movies. The Knights of Ren flashback that we had was the Knights of Ren accompanying Kylo Ren when he destroyed the, the Jedi Temple Academy? Yeah, yeah. Well, Which we didn't well, see we then, in. Well, we, we didn't see a lot in in Force Awakens uh, in the Last Jedi because yeah. by the time we get to the Last Jedi, you see it was Ben Solo. It wasn't Kylo Ren at that point. He didn't yeah. have the mask. He didn't have the cloak. He didn't have the red lightsaber, and he didn't have the Knights of Ren. When he destroyed the Jedi Academy. Exactly. So, which flashback is, which flashback's real? Is that going to get addressed in episode nine? That's what I'd like to see. Um, I mean, some of the rumours that I've been reading is that the Knights of Ren are going to turn up and be... This is where I'm a bit... See, this is where rumours for me are, are give and take. One rumour that I read was that they're going to be opposite Kylo Ren because they know that it was him that killed Snoke. I find that a bit of a stretch. I'd like to think he brings them back because he can have them as part of his entourage that then is actually leading the First Order and he is the supreme leader because he's got his minions that are the Knights of Ren. Um, if you want to call them alternative to the uh, Praetorian Guards for Snoke, for, for want of a better expression, you know. And that, that's where I'd love to see these Knights of Ren come into it because there was so much potential. And as you rightly said there, Dave, that was completely ignored. Well, that would make the most sense, wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't why wouldn't they want to be part of the Supreme Leader's entourage or whatever? Yeah. Exactly. Well, they, yeah. they were his. They weren't necessarily Snoke's. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, the name Knights of Ren yeah. kind of 
implies that they are Kylo Ren's yeah. team. Team? Well, yeah. But yeah. And I, I'm, I must That's like, it. I We're writing that. this. <laughs> Again, get us in there, Disney. Get us in there. Give us a call to JJ. Pick up the phone. We'd be like, look, JJ, we love your work, mate. But let's let's do this right. Come on. I might be an ambitious on that one. I think we might be. Other people do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, listeners, go to Twitter. Let's start a petition. Hashtag get the Jedi Council on episode nine. You'll be doing us a brilliant favor. No. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, you know, I think we'll be on to a winner uh, if we did have the returning of the Knights of Ren. Um, one of the other rumors that's been going around um, that I've, I saw in passing um, the other day, I think it was yesterday, which I found to be quite interesting. This was a potential leak for the name of the movie. Now, I, I've only ever seen this twice now in the past few days. Like, like I said, the first one yesterday, I saw it again yesterday evening. The rumor that I saw was that the, the name of the movie would be Star Wars Episode Nine: Son of Darkness. Yeah. Now, it doesn't lay very well with the rest of the nine movies by the time we get to that point you know there is no i suppose we do have reference to the last jedi which we know is, is obviously well was luke skywalker um a, a return of the jedi etc but to kind of p- pick out an individual in in the lead title son of darkness which ironically isn't exactly clear who it could be now you'd argue that if it's kylo ren it would be grandson of darkness um is there somebody else kind of in and around? There was obviously another rumor that, that, that's been doing around that Snoke had a second apprentice. Is it going to be somebody else? And and kind of warfare, Dave, we were having a bit of a chit chat. And you said that you saw an interesting take on the title Son of Darkness on what it could potentially be. You were you teased me enough because I've obviously not seen this, but you teased me enough to say something. But you're like, I'm going to leave it for the podcast. So with that, over to you, mate. Okay, right. Well, this, the one, the, the, the rumour I found actually went back to summer, and Son of Darkness was mooted back then. It was also linked to a possibility that there was a casted child in the um, episode 9. So the fact that it's a possibility that there is a child born of the darkness. Yeah. The Carlos child. Ooh, that's interesting. So it's the son of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Ew. A white <laughs> male toddler aged four has been cast. You just found, you just found the story I found. I did. So is this effectively, obviously where Anakin Skywalker was supposed to be the redeemer, the bring balance to the force, the chosen one from a light side perspective, is this now... The prophecy reinterpreted, but from a dark side perspective, if that's the case. You can be the child of darkness. It doesn't mean that you are a dark child. That's true. But are we going to have another father-son thing, redemption? Or are we going to just have the child be a... Well, if it's a toddler, I guess Instrument. And is it who's the... priest liar. Right. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't seen that. And that's an interesting take to have... A four-year-old, if that's what the, the if that's what the story says, if there's a four-year-old being cast to be the son of of Kylo Ren, and yeah. also possibly the son of Ray, so it's the son of their their false texting, possibly. 
Hey, you know Anakin was born by midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. came out of his mother still. Right? True. Yeah, exactly. Where did the boy come from? It's not... Because if Ray had a child, you'd call it, well, the son of Ray or, or whatever. But unless she had him and then gave him to Kylo, which sounds very unlikely. Yeah, no, she's pretty much anti-Kylo. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Hmm. But uh, again, it, then, it jumps into this idea that perhaps the next movie isn't an immediate follow-on from the last. And uh, there's, so that's, there's been a bit of time. That's, that's the interesting thing for me, is when is this movie going to be set? Um, Honestly, I hope there's some a time lapse. Oh, Not there has much, to be. but you know, at least a couple years. I mean... We, there has to be enough time for the rebellion to have grown because obviously at the end of the last Jedi, the rebellion is effectively about eight people on top of the millennium Falcon or inside mm. the millennium Falcon. I should say they've got no ships at that. No. Well on that planet. Anyway, we don't know if they've got a secret stash on some random planet. We know that episode nine goes back to Yavin. That's, that's been, yeah. well, that's a really heavily rumored that seems to have some weight. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe on Yavin four, they've still got a stash of old X wings from like 20 years, 40 years ago, um, which would be pretty cool. But, um, you know, there has to be a given time frame where the the Republic, the Rebellion, the whatever, the, the Alliance, resistance. what you want to call them. Are they still the resistance? resistance? Is it a new it, name? Exactly. Is it the Rebellion again? Who knows? Yeah. And there has to be enough time for, for Kylo Ren to become this proper um, supreme leader. Um, there's also other rumours that there's going to be another weapon. We don't know if it's a planet or, a, or, or whatever, but there's another weapon that's being built. You have to imagine there's a lag of time for, for both the story, but to harken back to something that I touched on earlier, is also the, the collectibles. One of the biggest gripes from The Last Jedi was the continuation of the story being straight away didn't enable enough interest in, in collectibles, action figures, ships, etc., because it was too short of a time period. Because obviously, if there's another whole time period, you've got, you're going to have um, new versions, if you want to call it that, of the existing characters. You've got time to introduce new characters, time to introduce new ships. There's enough time to grow everything, just not just the story. And I think that's going to be key to your point, Mara, that you know, I can't imagine it being 20 days later or whatever. But it might be. <laughs> it might be. I mean, this trilogy's already gone, you know, no time lapse, so. Yeah, I have faith in JJ. Yeah. Maybe blind faith, but it's faith nevertheless. Yeah. Who knows? Well, it's definitely going to be, it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, what, a year from now? Yes. To be yeah. talking about it. Yeah, and the thing that will interest me as well is that there's, um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, and there's been a released, sorry, there's been a rumoured date for False Friday for next year. Um, yes, I saw that. And it's the first Friday in October, I think it was, um, which is later than previous Fools Fridays. Fools Fridays have been in and around the first week in September, give or take. Um, yeah. But obviously, there's not one this year because there isn't a movie. Um, so therefore, they're moving it to kind of the start of October. So the gap between Fools Friday and the movie coming out is obviously not as, as big. But I think that's going to be a really good indicator. Maybe if not then, maybe if we get to the things of like New York Toy Fair, or even um, celebration next year when they're going to drop the trailer, that will give us an indication of how far in advance the movie is from uh, a last Jedi. The last Jedi, I think, is crossed anyway. Yeah, by next October, we'll probably have a much clearer view. Yeah, yeah. 
and we also have, as well as having Star Wars Celebration, there is also D23 next year, uh, which is like the Disney convention, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's Disney's equivalent of, of Celebration, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, which is in the, for, it's the last weekend in August. Um, so that's, again, that's an interesting time because we've obviously got Celebration in April next year, I think it is, in Chicago. Um, we've then got D23 at the back end of August again. So there's enough time to maybe drop a, a teaser trailer, a proper trailer, uh, and some eking out some of the, the various different toy fairs. You know, next year is going to be huge for Star Wars. Um, and dare I say it, it could be make or break. Yes, because there's no other stories at the moment being talked about. There's no other films being discussed. Just the TV shows. I mean, we know that there was the rumoured Ryan Johnson trilogy. That has gone incredibly quiet. It has. Um, it has. And obviously we saw Bob Iger come out and say they're going to have a bit of gap, a gap between production for, for Star Wars movies for the better the way things are being positioned but obviously we've got the tv shows to keep us keep us going so yeah next year is going to be going to be a huge year for star wars uh from a cinematic perspective anyway i think well just disney's um streaming service launches next year as well mm-hmm. yeah disney plus right. yeah so that allows them to bring all their tv because if they can produce some of these cartoon shorts the way that they've done them like the there the, was it Force of Destiny and now this this Galaxy one. They've managed to do that on the quiet with no real knowledge before they dropped. It wasn't like there's an announcement that we're going to do this and and you know you know it's coming. There was no announcement whatsoever, and both of them managed to then drop. So it's possible there's other things that they're working on like that that we have no awareness of. Yeah, I'd be more than happy for that. Yeah. yeah. They only tell us what we want and what they want us to know, such as we know that Clone Wars is coming back. Right. Is that going to be on the streaming service? Yeah, is Mandalorian going to be on the streaming service? Yeah. Yeah. That's ah. the plan. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's another monthly subscription. Yeah. Well, because we're, we're going to get it. As much as I, like, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> there goes Mara. Hello, take my money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, yeah. It's available in, I'm hoping it's available in the UK as well as the US. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's the interesting piece, is that nothing has been confirmed if it is. Um, yeah. No. Because obviously at the moment it's very focused around the US market because that's where the biggest market's going to be, let's be honest, um, yeah. for the Disney Plus app anyway. But if it is not available in the UK, you'd have to imagine they have a deal somewhere that gives the right Sky, to the TV show. Netflix. Sky probably... Well, Sky already have a deal with Star Wars. Um, with you've got the Disney XD channel, you've got the Sky. So, every so often they have Sky Movies Star Wars channel, where they just keep showing the six, seven, eight, as it will be, and Solo and Rogue One kind of back to back. They obviously show the TV shows on Disney XD. You'd like to think that Sky are potentially in there with a chance. Um, if not, Netflix maybe. Who knows? I mean, considering Netflix are losing all their Marvel content, you never know. I'll give yeah. you my password. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> as, as tempting as that might be, I have a feeling they might restrict to buy IP, IP range, which is really annoying. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so that, 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 that we could have a general uh, Jedi Council subscription uh, across the, the, the Disney Plus app when it gets live. That's oh. too bad, really, that it's got to be like that, too. Especially, yeah, it's all the digital rights in different markets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If only we were all in one common market. Right? 
Let's not go down that decent coffee, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. We do have good coffee. Yes. So, mm. final rumour for episode nine. Uh, well, this isn't a rumour per se. This was um, the reaction of Kevin Smith, which I found to be quite interesting. So, he was on, I think it was Good Morning America, uh, one day last week. And he was talking around that he was fortunate enough to be in the UK and was on the set of episode nine and saw two scenes being filmed back to back. Um, and I think the quote was, J.J. Abrams is doing the Lord's work and making oh. cry or something similar to that. It, it um, was pretty much that. <laughs> he did. He said he's doing the Lord's work. Which I... I must admit, I, I, I've got a lot of time for Kevin Smith. He's, he's incredibly honest with his critique uh, and his praise. He's obviously a huge fanboy of multiple geek um, kind of franchises, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, whatever. Is so he an exaggerator? Of... <sighs> no, well, possibly. No? <laughs> uh, possibly. Um, he, but I found his reaction really interesting. Um, very complimentary. Lucky enough to have seen a couple of scenes as well that, that kind of made him cry. Now, Depending on, he didn't say if it was tears of joy, tears of sadness, which is interesting, um, because you can imagine that if it's a death of a character, it could be somebody that you know. Are we going to see the end of Chewie? You know, they've killed off every other original trilogy character. Um, let's just get rid of him, get rid of three PO and R two. You know, that <laughs> if it's that kind of um, tears, that's obviously what we don't really want to see. But nevertheless, um, it's an interesting choice of phrase, guys. You know. Um, I'm quite interested to actually see. I want to know what he's actually seen now. Obviously, when the movie comes out next year, um, mm. to see if it, in, it invokes the same reaction for for us mere mortals who aren't lucky enough to see things like that. I thought I thought maybe Luke. <laughs> what are they going to do with Luke? <laughs> Don't know. Yes. So, well, whatever it was, he in, intimated that it was. Um, moving and it was very well done so I'm all up for it see it now I want to know yeah. what he's doing absolutely it kind of gets you sitting on the edge of your seat already and I've got a whole year to go so uh, hopefully that year kind of speeds by very very quickly fingers yeah. crossed fingers crossed fingers, so fingers toes <laughs> yeah fingers toes legs arms eyes maybe not eyes um, <laughs> but um, the the final topic, obviously, that we wanted to touch on today was that the Del Rey just dropped in the middle of last week the news that there's going to be a whole new Thrawn book. Um, I, I must admit, I still haven't read uh, Thrawn Alliances. I'm edging to, to kind of adding it to my uh, Amazon list to get that delivered to me because um, I really want to read it. And again, a shout out to Justin. I did that earlier on. But another mention to Justin, who gave us a great spoiler-free review. Um, we were talking separately um, and he reminded me that he's actually going to do us a review of a spoiler-filled review uh, of Thrawn Alliances, which I am kind of want to read, but kind of don't at the same time, because I really want to read the book. Um, I need to but, read the book before, because I, I normally have to edit them. Absolutely, yeah. So I think we need to get our, um, we need to get our own business in order, Dave, before we put that onto the, uh, the Jedi Council website. But um, I'm a huge fan of Thrawn. I was a fan of his from the original Thrawn trilogy that is now obviously Legends uh, that was in the EU. Uh, fan of him through the Rebels TV show and I've obviously read the first book, Thrawn. I know, Dave, you read that. You read that quite recently as well, right? I read it whilst on holiday, yes. 
this summer. Yeah. So again, to, to, to your point earlier on, Mera, where they're just dropping news left, right, and center. You know, they've they've dropped the, the TV shows, uh, the, the kind of various different TV shows that are on the way, and now they're just dropping these books as well. And I'm all up for that. I love reading the, the Delray books. I think they do a great job. Um, and I think that the, the addition to a, a Thrawn trilogy, as that's going to be now, yeah, very much like the original trilogy that we had, um, is a great way to bring the character back. Um, any kind of, have you guys seen anything that's taking your fancy for that particular book as well? Um, I, I saw something about, um, you know, his, his friend, colleague, what have you, from the first book who he sent off to Chiss Space. Oh, um Van Bantu, he's a t- he's, he's translated originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, he comes back. That's that's what I saw. Yes, Vanto, Van- Eli Vanto. That's the one. That's it. Yeah. Mm. So that that that's quite good because he's then bringing something back from the Chiss space. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting dynamic in that particular story because obviously he only knows about. Thrawn from from Thrawn, right? Mm. So his his understanding of how he is, where he is, and why he is is very much one directional. But obviously, if he's gone out to Chiss space, he's probably met with a variety of different senior people who who are responsible or, or know of him of Thrawn. It would be interesting to see if that's tainted a view of Thrawn, as it were, to see if he is this this kind of godlike creature, <laughs> for want of a better word. Um, in in the way well, that he approaches his tactics. Yeah, well, I th- I think from from reading the original Throne book that he was the the best of Chiss, and that's why he'd been set the mission of infiltrating the Empire. Mm. That's the way I read that. Um, it, it was no mistake that he was on the planet that the Empire stumbled upon him. He he was planted there. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, so it'd be interesting to see which yeah. way they take that. Yeah, and it was it was for, again. I mean, from from reading the book, it was spoiler alert here. Um, it was because there was some threat posed to the Chiss people in in the outer rim, and that was the reason that Thrawn had been sent to the Empire to to make alliances within the Empire, so that there was some type of support for the Chiss because they, they were facing some threat. So I don't know if he's going to come back to to Thrawn to tell Thrawn where that is. Mm. And Thrawn is, is then going to maybe go off and do one, um, potentially taking... I'm, I'm making up a story here now. Um, potentially <laughs> taking a, a portion of the Empire fleet with him which is why he then wasn't at the Battle of Endor. Hmm. That's interesting. Because that would that would nicely tie up why he wasn't at the Battle of Endor, given that he was the most accomplished admiral. Yeah. Well, either way, I think we're on 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 the way to getting another brilliant book about a quite fascinating character. Um, oh yes. He, you know, uh, seeing him in Rebels, reading the books, he he never fails to to amaze in what he does and how he does things. So I'm 
I'm interested in reading Alliances first, just to see his reaction, his interactions with Darth Vader, uh, and then obviously see what happens in, in this next book as well, which I think is a, is a good thing. Just to tie us over while we don't have a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, looking forward to it. Um, I'm tempted to get... Uh, my, my wife has asked me to put together a, a, a Christmas list. Um, I need to stick Alliances on there. That, that way I'll read it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that is an absolutely great time uh, to come to an end for this week's podcast. We have been going for over an hour and a half, uh, which is kind of on par for how we do our podcasts. Uh, And it's been a a really good conversation with the both of you. Uh, It's been great to get back on the mic. We need to do this more often, or I need to do it more often, because I'm the one that's been letting the team down, let's be honest. Uh, So, you know, guys, it's been an absolutely privilege to come speak to you guys again. Um, We're going to do a bit of a roundup. Mera. Any closing final thoughts from yourself on everything and anything Star Wars? Everything and anything Star Wars. Um, well, I think we're, I think we're in a good place. We're having new adventures um, being um, given to us soon, um, and currently, even with the animation, I am really, really looking forward to the TV series. Even if I do have to. Um, subscribe again i think you know it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all stuck in my craw but i'll get over that um just because i am just really excited i i do love star wars and i like anything of it well done of course um and i will always you know it'll always be very near and dear to me just because it is what it is and uh I love George Lucas forever, but I specifically very excited about the things to come. Mandalorian, especially. Um, I I am excited for um, Cassian adventures, but really the Mandalorian. I think we had such a tease with Boba Fett that I want more of a, and not that Boba Fett was a Mandalorian, but you know what I mean. Uh, just more of that, that people that, um, it's just going to be good. I don't know what we're going to get, but it's a very exciting time for me. And uh, starting new little collections of Lego adventures for Mara. <laughs> <laughs> I may never become the, you know, uh, seasoned collectors, but uh, I have what I have, and I'm very happy with them. And Atu will always have my heart. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, any closing thoughts from you? Okay. Um... Now, one one of the things that happened when we met up to go to the New Hope in concert event was that you, Alex, very kindly, gave me a Blu-ray edition disc of The Last Jedi. Indeed. So I, I now have a copy of The Last Jedi. I've still not seen it. I need to see it. Um, okay. so Sorry? We're going to write that day down, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm thinking um, over the next few weeks, I am going to watch it and I'm going to record myself watching it. Yes. Because there, there, have, been, yes, there have been a few people on um, Twitter who've, a few people have actually sent me messages, direct messages, asking me if I've seen it yet. Asking me if my opinion of the film has changed at all. And I've not seen it. I've not seen it. So, so I'm assuming that there's a there's an interest within the fandom as to whether I've seen it or not, and what my view of the movie was. 
Yes. So, um, for all the fans out there, I I will be watching it, and I will record <laughs> myself watching it. Yes. It, it might well be the very first um, Jedi Council podcast that is X-rated. <laughs> Either that or I'm going to be very busy with the beeping machine at the end of that as well. <laughs> You won't, you won't actually be able to hear me. It'll just be squeal, 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 what? Squeal, 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 what? What? Squeal, squeal. <laughs> oh, we, we could do we could do two versions. We could release the unedited version, which is you in all your glory, and then we could also do the the uh, the, the beeps out version for the kiddie friendly version. <laughs> the eighteen plus. <laughs> That's going to take forever for me to edit. I know it will, but never mind. <laughs> I wish I was there. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to do it without the kids as well. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, okay, that's that's my closing thought. That That's what I'm going to do. Oh, and I've just, just thought as well, um, next week, the Jedi Council is one year old. Oh, congrats. Then we have to make sure we do a celebratory, celebratory uh, show next weekend if we can. Uh, to make sure we, we make the most of that absolutely try and get on whoever we can which would be awesome yes because we, we did our first <clears throat> our website went live on the night of um, The Last Jedi it did yes because I'm I'm off to Amsterdam again for my work uh, Christmas party this year and I was that's exactly where I was last year so yeah 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 that's a good a good anniversary to have Yes. So anyway, go on. Um, closing thoughts from you then, Alex. Yeah. So closing thoughts for me. It's been good to get back on the mic. Uh, it's been great to chat the wars with the both of you. Uh, hopefully, we can get more members of the Jedi Council on next week where we can. Uh, lots to look forward to uh, going forward to the end of this year, but also all of 2019 as well. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Um, and guys, so for the benefit of the listeners, thank you again for taking your time to listen to us. Uh, we are the Jedi Council. Um, we are www.the-jedi-council.com. On Twitter, we are at the Jedi underscore council. On Instagram, we are at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. Uh, we are available. We now have a Facebook page. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a Facebook page. Find us, friend us, like us. We will try to interact with you where we can. Um, go to facebook.com, obviously, and searching for the Jedi Council. Uh, the icon and the image that we use on both Twitter and Instagram is exactly what we've done on Facebook. So hopefully you should be able to find us if you know who we are. We do have a few followers already. This Facebook page is, is still quite new. Uh, so there's not a lot of content on there. We have been sharing our Lego Advent Calendar Star Wars pictures from Instagram on there as well. Uh, but again, that's another place where you can reach us as well. Don't forget to get in touch. Like and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. That's where these podcasts are going to be available and any other player of, of podcasts that kind of scrape from our RSS feed, such as um, player.fm is another one. Uh, so therefore, you've got multiple chances to listen to us, download us, speak to us. We try to get involved as much as we can. And remember... May the force be with you. Remember, the force will be with you always.